Welcome to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. I'm Thomas Miller along with Fred Dodson and about 50 people from the Levels of Energy 2023 New Smyrna Beach Seminar. And we are getting ready to take a breaker here, a nice big rolling breaker from the ocean of energy that is left over from this event and capture it for you guys for the next few minutes. Fred, how do you feel right now after this? I feel good about the quality of people that were here. That's yeah. what I feel good about. I feel good about the level. It gets better every year. It really does. Somebody asked me, aren't you pessimistic about the future? No, I'm optimistic because of you, because of who you are. There's some amazing stories in here, and sometimes I wish uh, I had more time to listen to them. I'm like, why don't I do a retreat of 20 days indeed? Because three days isn't enough time. I can't handle 75 people telling me, th me their stories. So I might do that someday. I might do an actual retreat where I have the time, where everybody has the time to listen to all of these beautiful, amazing, miraculous stories. Miracles that happened before the seminar, in the seminar, and that will happen after the seminar. Who would like that? Yeah. Fewer people, more of a mountainous, maybe Smoky Mountain <laughs> retreat center. <laughs> Y'all come on up. No, that would be amazing because, okay, so what's the difference then? Fast energy versus absorbing energy. Like, We've been hit with a lot fast for three days. You're talking about the shift of absorbing and, and allowing it to get deeper and more one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, a whole lifetime is not enough to process what I've heard here, it, both negatively, positively, and far outly, <laughs> neither nor. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it would probably be a, a, should that happen, it would be a 10-day or, yeah, 10 days, yeah, thing, I'd say. a longer kind of thing in um, and off the grid, like you'd have to be off to the side somewhere. Yeah, off the grid. Yeah. One day, one day, Thomas. Good. All right. So one of the things that I wanted to suggest a couple of you come up and tell us is what are your takeaways from the last three days? And I'm going to start with mine real quick. I have been observing, and I will tell you this that I have learned as much, if not more, by observing Fred than I have reading Fred. I've observed the last three days how you move, how you are centered, grounded. He's like a rock. He's like a pillar. You are totally unfazed, never rattled, never in a hurry, and yet you're the most productive person I've ever worked with. And I'm over here running around and throwing wires together and can't take questions and can't talk to people and you know, da 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 da. And you're just, you're just very, there and very present. And as we mentioned, there's no green room here. So he's had to be on for 10 hours a day, three days. That's hard to do. Like you need a break, <laughs> you just need a break for a few minutes. And he didn't have that. So let's first of all, thank Fred for. Yeah. 
but one of my takeaways is to remember what I've seen here and to try to emulate more of that in my own life. How about somebody else? So my name is Roberto Corbaccio. Uh, one big takeaway for me is that my, my energy is not as private as I thought. So every time when I'm being in an interaction with a other human being, also my responsibility, like taking care of myself to project or give best possible version energy to the other person. That's my takeaway. That's a, that's a good one. I like that one. My name is Christoph from Germany and I came here to really feel energy in a palpable way. And it really started before the seminar when we were standing outside in line and Thomas was like okaying the emails and the participants. I was looking down, then I was looking up and suddenly Fred stood next to Thomas and I felt a palpable energy like 10 feet away and his eye contact and I was like, okay, Fred is the real deal. Like he has quite an aura. So that was yeah amazing to feel. And then also the exercise with appreciation, like a whole group appreciating you and sending you energy. And it was really a, a felt difference. So that's why I'm super grateful for the facilitators and the group and the whole creation. How did you get that big aura? From, from them. You, you, you pick up on it? You radiate it? Do you reflect it? How, do you, how does that show up? <laughs> I stole it from them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. That was just a spontaneous answer. I, I don't, I've never thought about this question. How did you get that aura? If you become fully present, you're not only relaxed, which is what impressed you, you also have an aura because your mm. attention is with the people. And that's why they think, because you're actually interested, they think you have presence because you're actually there, whereas most people aren't actually quite there. They're in here or in the past, in memory, in reaction, But if you're actually, you're going to be like this based on the exercises that we did. If you understand what we did, you're going to be just like me. You're going to enter a room and people will be like, because you're actually present. Wow, somebody's actually there. And don't you know, that's the people who become uh, public figures. Those who are totally there. And you realize they're here. There's somebody there. Somebody's actually taking responsibility. Okay. These are the powerful people. He's actually standing up and doing something. He's taking responsibility. Everybody follows these people, and you're going to become this way. It's about attention and presence and appreciation. That's how you get an aura. You truly love people. You appreciate them. You're there. I'm there. I'm actually, somebody's talking to me. I put an effort into listening what the person is actually saying whereas most people they're thinking about what their response is going to be but while I'm listening I don't know what my response is going to be because I'm actually listening and that's how you get it anybody can have it some people already have it coaching helps with that too doesn't it yeah or just uh, doing what we learned here and practicing it you can uh, access what we did on video you can watch it all again You can practice this stuff. You can practice being 
fully there and showing up in life, showing up for people, showing up in reality. Thank you. Preach it, Fred. My name is Scott. I wanted to just do a quick follow-up on exactly what you were saying. There were so many exercises from the first day that just brought me into the present. And instead of trying to practice and rehearse in my mind what, like, what I was going to say before the exercise, no, just, just be confident. The answer will come. It just be confident that you're connected to source. And as, as the energy, as we just built and built energy... By the last day, it's just like so solid. It's like, yeah, we're connected to source. We have the, you know, we have the answers. Be confident with that. That's good. Yeah, that's some, preach it, Scott, preach it. That's, that's some really good stuff. That's true. You had the answers. We did an exercise where you actually had the answers, not based on thinkingness, but based on staying in the heart. Because the heart already knows. And it's, it's not that, remember this, if you only remember one thing, it's not as hard as you think. Back when um, we started doing this and we would do interviews, I would be so nervous and have to have eight or 10 or 14 questions ready because I didn't want there to be any dead space. And Fred caught me on that and just nailed me on it. He's like, why do you always have to have one phrase tight right after the other? Because if you listen to how he talks, there's a lot of space in between thoughts. Amen. So I threw the list away and just let it flow, and it never looked back on that. So thank you, Scott. So my, my name is Laura, and um, this seminar was very special to me in, the, in, the, in a particular way because um, there is only a little bit of theory and uh, and Fred speaking, but it is mostly very practical. We spend most of the time doing stuff ourselves, and every time we tried something like uh, sending an idea, trying to trying to see if we are capable of picking up thoughts or images at a distance, uh, transferring energy, influencing. Uh, with energy to people that are totally blindfolded, that cannot see. Every time we succeeded, which is uh, on one side, it is exciting and it is scary at the same time. And, uh, and what I acknowledge is the fact that, and he himself said it, that, that Fred took the risk of doing this and he risked his whole reputation, <laughs> as he said, uh, for doing this. And I really appreciate that. I don't think that many people are capable of doing that. So instead of doing long speeches, we, we actually felt it in our own bodies and that is super interesting for me. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well said. That's, um, that aspect was actually the most important to me. So thank you for bringing that up. That's my number one. The fact that uh, these things actually worked. I, I thought about them at home. I thought, okay, I just need to, you know, how can I make this even better? I could make it better if we actually have some supernatural results. And uh, so I did that. Yeah, not just feeling better, but actual supernatural stuff. So that's that's what I'm happiest about. I, I kept thinking about it going. Uh, back to my room. That's what I was thinking about. We actually did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. And we're going to do it again.
You do a lot of exercises here. You've done a lot of exercises yourself, mm. and there are a lot of exercises packed into all of the books. Sure. Why is role-playing, if you will, or doing this preparation for a way of being or a level of energy so important? Uh, traditional teaching is through information, and that's slow learning, very slow. Quick learning is through activity and doing it yourself not listening to somebody speak which is traditional learning that you see everywhere somebody's up front talking and talking and talking from morning to evening you know like tony robbins i mean um i attended a tony robbins course i love the guy he's great but he's talking and acting all the time and i i went when i was young i went as a translator <coughs> I didn't pay for it, but they paid like $50,000 to be with him on the Fiji Islands, on his own island. And I thought, if they're going to pay that much money, I was a young kid, and I was outraged. If you're going to pay that much money, why aren't we doing anything? Why are we just sitting here all day listening to somebody else be successful? What about me? I want to do something, you know? So the future of learning is through activity, through decision-making, when you make decisions, you learn. Good decision, you learn. Bad decision, you learn. So there will be more multiple choice things in school where you have to come up with the answer without being taught. That is, a, that is good learning. You were never taught. Try to intuitively do the right answer. Okay, You're a kid. And you'll find that a lot of kids, they know. You never taught them. They know. It's amazing, okay? They just know. You don't have to indoctrinate them. They already know. And if they don't know, you can correct. Do more multiple choice. Multiple choice. Learning by doing. Learning through experience. Learning by touching. Learning with love. That's the future. I'd like to take you back to when you were still in training, if you will. And I know that you wrote about some times that you would do exercises or you would do a particular thing for days like your headache, when you shifted that headache. Let's set that aside. That's an extreme. But back when you were in training, you weren't Fred Dodson yet. How many hours a day or week would you spend doing some kind of exercise to move yourself forward consciously? Not as much as you think. And I still don't do as much as people think. I'm telling you, it's easier than you think. Okay, and today I know it's even easier than I thought uh, when I was younger. I thought I needed to go for days and days and days, and that's good. It trains your willpower. You go against the stream, it tra tra trains your strength. So it's good to do that and to go through a phase, but as your consciousness goes up, things do get easier. Uh, manifesting gets easier, where you don't need to focus for 10 hours a day. You can just... Uh, Make one intention, and it could manifest. Happened here this week. I heard a few stories. So not as much as people think, really. What I, my training was giving seminars. I gave seminars every week in my 20s, every week, a new group. That was training. And that's how I developed a lot of techniques. Okay, So I did go through training in a way. That's the best training you could have. 
Every week I had a different group, year by year by year by year by year, throughout my entire 20s. That's why when I show up here, this is a piece of cake. This is so easy. Okay, wondering why I'm at ease. You have no idea what I've been through. This is easy. These are friendly people. These are the friendliest people you can imagine. Okay, this is simple. I was training all kinds of topics that I didn't want to train. And, uh, you know, like uh, all kinds of nonsense. And I was training people I did not want to train. They were coerced through marketing to be with me. And that's a big difference if you're with people who their companies force them to do the training with me. They don't even want to be there, so I have to first convince them that what we're doing is fun. Or they make promises like, you're going to learn English with us in six days, which is totally, total nonsense, okay? But that's what they were advertising, so I had to convince them, and I succeeded. I convinced them that they had, in fact, learned English. <laughs> Please, thank you. <laughs> um, the way I did that, it's an interesting story, is um, I collected the most used words of the language, and I only focused on those all the time, the 1,000 most used words. And we did all kinds of role-playing with those words. I kept repeating them. I showed them on pictures. We painted with them. We did everything. And then they knew the top 1,000, okay? And that's almost as if you can speak the language, but you can't really. You just know the most used words, so at least you understand it. But that's the benefit of going through difficult times, right? That's the benefit. It sharpens you. Then everything else is easier. Big benefit. Don't underestimate tough times. Looking back, it wasn't tough. You know, I was... Uh, but don't, don't underestimate challenge. So it's hard to really isolate single takeaways. It was magical walking on the beach with a partner and just discovering these depths of each other as we did it. And um, I'm grateful for that. I say one of the things that was really an incredible group and being able to exchange energy in circles and different kinds and everyone, the energy felt different from each one of you. And it was, I thank all of you for doing that. It was really beautiful and thank you, Fred. You know, it's just the difference in quality and, you know, each one beautiful in its own way. All righty. Thank you. Hi, my name is Bilal. Uh, question is about dreams. I know we didn't talk about that. Do you have any recommendations on how to interpret your own dreams, what they mean? Yes. Yeah, I'm just not sure what yeah. to make of dreams. Yeah. So first of all, I recount my dreams in the morning. I repeat them. Otherwise, by the time I take a shower, it's gone. So after I wake up, I go through what I dreamed again. Or I tell my wife, and she tells me her dream. That's one of the first questions when we wake up. What did you dream? Almost every morning, okay? And as we continue to do that, we become so expert now because we do that every morning. What did you dream? First thing, okay, before anything else. Um, secondly, it's symbolic. It's not, uh, mostly not specific. It's, if you're into symbols, it's uh, the subconscious has a weird way of explaining things. So it's not actual, it's symbolic, and often either it's garbage being processed or it's the future being predicted or 
you get a sign about something from high up. Those are the three types of dreams. So garbage, you just ignore it. I usually say I didn't dream anything if, I, if it's just processing. And the predictive dreams show you what you're in the process of manifesting unless you change. And if that's a good dream, you don't want to change anything, just keep on going. What you're in the process of manifesting within the next weeks. It's often. And then there's other dreams where you just get a sign about something, a communication. Someone likes you up there and is telling you something. These dreams feel lighter. Have you ever had such a dream where you just feel that it's a, a message? Like they're more pleasant? Or? Yeah, they're light. Yeah. They're yeah. light. These are messages to you. Those are the ones to pay most attention to. What about nightmares or things that are bad? That could be either garbage processing or a prediction. In any case, if you have a nightmare, uh, make sure that on that day you uh, up your game. You understand? On nightmare days, I got to wake up. That's, that's what nightmare is about. Also, real, real life negativity. I need to wake up. I need to get back to who I am. That's my answer. I've used your three to, three to one, and then I go five to one sometimes. Yeah, you know the five to one? No, I, no, I don't. One bad thing happens, I counter it with five good things. One little bad thing, one bad email, I send five good emails. One bad piece of news, I create five good events. I counter one bad with five good so that I'm always winning. Yeah, that's great. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Uh, hi, I'm Eddie. I have a takeaway and a question. Hi, Eddie. Um, I wanted to just resonate with what um, was said here relative to Fred's delivery. One thing that really impresses me is his use of silence. He can be in repose, and in that thoughtfulness, there's another world. I really, it's not, you know, hard sell. It's uh, profound silence. I thank you so much for that. And I wanted to ask relative to karma and destiny and what your takeaway is with respect to your work and the concept of karma. All right. Personally, I'm not, I'm not such a big fan of having to work up past karma. Not a, not a big fan because I do believe that everything you think, do, and say has consequences. But I'm, I, I'm not into looking for things in the past that you have to make up for. If you, if you feel you have to make up for something, then do it. Get it over with. Make up for it. Okay? But don't, don't go looking for it. Digging stuff up. You know the thing. Only that which comes to you consciously uh, you need to address. Okay? That, that which keeps coming up. That's what you address. There's such a thing as forgiveness. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. You can forgive yourself. And if you forgive yourself... You can do better next time. If you do better next time, you don't build any karma. I made a mistake. Too bad. I forgive myself. I ask forgiveness from the person I did it to. I'll do better next time. Then I actually do better. Then there's no karma. No buildup. What was the other question? Destiny. I mean, the, the idea that fate, you know, you are, this is your task in this life, right? Yeah. Your mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there, there's such a thing. 
some of it is predefined before you come here, and some of it is open to choice. And figuring that out, that's the fun part. It's up to you. <laughs> uh, my name's Jema. Uh, we did a lot of exercises with eye contact and that sort of thing. So on the energy level basis, uh, one person even mentioned that they saw a darker face, and it's kind of scary a little bit. Uh, a couple, you know, eye contacts I did, I could feel a lower energy. And at one point, I was really uncomfortable still looking into the eye. And I love your book, Clearing Entities. So is that is that something that, like after an exercise that we have and we have that uncomfortable feeling, is there something that we can do or should do to cleanse that energy? Or what would you recommend? Not for that exercise in specific, no. Because what's happening is that you're just perceiving more energy if you diffuse and there's a lot of things around us. Mm-hmm. It, there's a reason we don't see it all, and that's good. Okay, there's a reason we don't see all of that. That's great. This is just for demonstration, you know, there's more going on. Okay. But there's, there's nothing to cleanse. I'm sorry if it upset you. Oh, no, it didn't upset <laughs> me. It's just something that I noticed on yeah. the, you know, the different levels. And then there was only one time that I, f- you know, I actually broke eye contact because I felt like I was... Yeah, let me tell you this. We often suppress our abilities because we don't want to know all of that. Mm. Okay, there's a lot, lot more going on, good and bad. And you need to decide for yourself how much you want to see. Okay, thank you. But um, usually if you see one thing, you also see the other. (laughs) Is it possible to become an energy recluse? If you live up on the side of a mountain and you're not around crowds... You're not around a lot of people. Hermit. And then all of a sudden you are, and that energy affects you. Hermit to the Kermit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a a thing some people do. But isn't it preferable to be able to have energy in spite of other people? People are afraid of other people. You wouldn't believe when you were standing up here... How shy everybody suddenly is. People are scared of other people. And they think they can only have energy when they go away. And that's true. You can have more energy when you go away. But um, not forever. Because eventually you need exchange to get energy. And if you're a recluse for too long, things are going to go south for sure. People today say that they feel the energy of crowds more than they used to. And we've experienced that here when we've shifted from this room to the beach. It would be nice if we could be okay with crowds and yeah. with other people. That would be, that's much more master-like than going into a cave or a monastery, which is fine, but true mastery is being at peace with the people. I'm going to have to go find a crowd. <laughs> I do, uh, I, I, I do avoid certain crowds, though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hi, Siva here. And beside the fact I decided I need a complete change, I'm going to move, something more profound actually happened. And it was when we were doing the exercise where we walk and describe things. My partner asked me, describe this little boy playing on the beach. And I connected with this little boy playing on the the beach. And in an instant, I literally became this boy. I saw the world through his eyes. And at first, this was hilarious. And then I started bawling 
because this little boy saw the beach completely different than I, I do. It was something I can't even put in words. I really understand becoming one with something. That's the effect that I had hoped this exercise would have. And it was funny because I came back and I thought, well, what's it like to be Fred? <laughs> so I... <laughs> Great. <laughs> so I started looking at the crowd from his eyes, and then what do you know, Thomas comes and says, will you run this mic? And suddenly my perspective was where Fred is standing. <laughs> you identified with me, and then Thomas approaches you yeah. because you are me. That is, that is, she, she's done the exercise for sure. <laughs> that is, she's truly done it, okay? Thank you so much. I'm so glad this is recorded because that is how it works. That is so good. It's magical. It's add, add a layer. Well, add a layer to that because we got to know each other last year in Orlando and we did a podcast with Siva and Addie telling their stories that emerged from that event Siva has lived three lifetimes. She's only 19. And when we recognize that right off the bat, this person is going to have a global impact in her life. But She's walking a special path. L learn from how 19-year-olds do the exercise, okay? That's it. That's it. Thank so you. when Thank I you. knew that I needed to sit down for a couple of minutes... I was thinking, who should I get to do this? Who, and just, it was Siva, Siva, Siva. So her energy was pinging my energy, even though mine was going down. And the reason was, you picked up on that is because she was me. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, okay? Because we work together well, there's in the terms little. of mics. So there you go. Thank That's you what all. it's like to be me, <laughs> talking to Thomas all the time. <laughs> Thank you all so much. My name is Marwan. My question is the relation between your birthday and your bad life. So sometimes you see, like, I live in a room, in a apartments, all of them, like, four. I born in April, so I always fight four, 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 four. That's mean I'm right. I'm in the, my right and in, in the right path of my life. Are you believing that? I pay attention to numbers, yes. yes. I pay attention to names, okay. always, always. Uh, to the symbolism, to what it means. Um, why is this name coming again? Uh, should I work with this person if their name is uh, not good for my business? Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. It's What's, a, what are some numbers that are showing up for you right now? It's not numbers right now. No numbers, but uh, certain names keep reappearing. And I know that's part of some kind of pattern. I just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> Keep but observing, you know, right? Um, I, once, I once had a time, a phase in my life, where everybody that showed up, their name was Angel. Spanish guy, Angel, uh, and then uh, Angela, and then um, a guy literally named Angel, all around the same time, so I knew something is going on. <laughs> I knew that I must, be, I must be doing the right thing. And it meant to me that the project I'm working on right now, that's, um, 
that attracts angels. So I understand that since we've been here, or thereabouts, a new version of Levels of Energy book is now available. Yeah, but I don't want to overstate it because I didn't make that many changes. The book didn't need that many changes. I just needed to remove a few falsehoods. That's right, falsehoods. <laughs> I've written falsehoods. <laughs> Explain that. I just, um, everybody, every human being is fallible and you can always improve. Okay, I'm sure that even in the new version, there's still falsehood. And acknowledging that is the only way to get better. Acknowledging, pretending that everything is good, you, you don't get better, okay? If you say, oh, I'm good, there's always something to improve. For example, today somebody approached me, you don't mention the Tao in your book. And I, I'm like, yeah, you're true, I should have mentioned it. I should have mentioned it, but I didn't. So there's always something to improve. This is an improved version. The best improvement is that these stupid typos are gone, <laughs> which you don't hear in the audio book, okay? But the real book has 200 typos. When you got into it, you said it didn't need that much work. When you got into it, were you thinking maybe it was going to be more of a revision? I, th I thought it would be much more work. And then I realized that most of it is valid, 95%. Uh, I, but I thought it would be much, much worse. I was already dreading doing it. And then it turned out to be okay, and I started getting into it. I thought, hmm, this is interesting. I'm learning from this. I learned from it, from who I was many years ago, because I'm no longer that person, but I learned from that guy. I thought, okay, he's got a point, yeah. In my that circle. weird or what, but yeah. it's true. <laughs> In my circles of the podcast listeners, everybody says that levels of energy with all those typos and all that other stuff changes their lives the most. That's energy. It's the best book, no doubt. Well, good. So if I achieve a book better than that, we're good. <laughs> Should we revise the audio? Yes. All right. Because there's a, I added a few paragraphs here and there, and I don't want those falsehoods in the book. I could do better, too. Yeah, let's do it. I could do better. All okay. right, we will. You know, something's emerged in my podcasts over the last several months, six months, maybe nine, something like that, that these are the podcasts where we say, I love you. Love you, too. And I love you is... Easy to say back and forth when it has no context except, I love you, I love you, I love you. For the journey that you're on, for the space that you hold, for the struggles that you've had. And I just want to say, I love you, and we love you. Thank you for being here this weekend. Thank you. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.